authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, to make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Now, the great, this, this has come to be known in the church as the Great Commission, which has mainly three elements. To make disciples by preaching the gospel first, to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, a confirmation and affirmation of the Trinity. Three persons in one, the Godhead. To baptize them, but also, and what I personally find the more important thing, to teach them to obey, notice, all things I have commanded you. Jesus Christ commanded things that need to be taught to those who follow him. Not one, not two, not three. All things need to be taught. In fact, the word disciple means teachable. Someone who is being taught. That's what it means, disciple. The disciples of Jesus Christ love to be taught. To obey his commandment and to follow him, in fact. The word sheep in Greek is the word probatum. Probatum. Walking firmly forward. Walking firmly forward. The sheep of Jesus Christ walk behind him. It is at the front, the good shepherd, and we are following. That is true discipleship. And the church has the responsibility to teach the believers all things Jesus Christ has commanded. Now, we're in trouble. In the church, I'm talking about the body of Christ as a whole. The body of Christ. Sometimes you don't recognize where is the church. Someone said, I look for the church, I found it in the world, I look for the world, I find it in the church. The Bible says when the foundations are destroyed, what shall the righteous do? Where is hope? If the soul that is in us loses its saltiness, what good it is for? It's unprofitable, it's good to be thrown away and trampled over. If the light that is in us becomes darkness, how thicker will darkness be? Where well, is the hope for the church? You see, that's the Jesus Christ is the light of the world. You and I are also light. We are the soul and light. We are a city on a hill that everybody should see. We achieve that. We achieve that by the leading, by the inspiration, the guiding of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit is not just a power in person, independent. No. The Holy Spirit works in agreement with the word of Jesus Christ. In fact, the word of God is called the sword of the Spirit. That what the Spirit uses, 
to divide between soul and spirit and to change. Ian was talking about that deep transformation that has happened, is happening, and will continue to happen. That's the world, the surgery. The Holy Spirit using the word of God is doing in us to clear away every filthiness and to begin to teach us the ways of God. That is called the newness of life. <coughs> teach them to observe all things. You reckon Jesus Christ say, you are my disciple indeed if you obey my commandment. It's not about the level, the duration of being in the church, the service I'm doing, the teaching I'm doing. No, it's about obeying. Obeying is better than sacrifice. Now, remember we're talking about baptism. The Lord himself gave us an example of obedience. Please turn with me to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3 and we're reading from verse 13 to verse 17. That's Matthew chapter 3 verse 13 to 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you and you are coming to me. But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Notice, Jesus came from Galilee. Jesus came. That is an act of obedience. He could have asked John the Baptist to come to him. Because John the Baptist recognized that he cannot even lose his laces of his sandals. He said, no, you should be baptizing me. So he could have said, John the Baptist, please come. Now, Jesus came. That is called humility. Jesus Christ was greater than John the Baptist. But he came. And he said, let us fulfill God's righteousness. It doesn't matter who is there. Provided he's been appointed by God. That's called humility. Jesus came and humbled himself. He came all the way from Galilee. Which is about 120 kilometers walk. 120. He made an effort. There was some effort put in it. These people put some effort in it. That one was on the placement, doing complicated stuff. Ian has his own engagement and stuff. It was very difficult. I think the last session took about three hours. We follow up conversation. 
That was really bad, is it? You know? And the World Cup was going on. <laughs> yes. It took some effort. Don't say, oh, because Jesus died for me, he's going to do everything, but that's what we hear. God will do everything. For... No. Jesus put some effort in it. To walk 120 kilometers, to go and get baptized, takes some effort. It takes determination to be baptized. But remember, baptism is not optional. It's a commandment from Jesus Christ. I cannot be a Christian just sitting there for years and years. And no, it's a commandment from Jesus Christ. But it has to be done the right way. The biblical way. Baptism is for those who believe in Jesus Christ. It's not for babies. No. Now, in the river Jordan, Jesus Christ was baptized. In the river Jordan. In the same water as a multitude of sinners, liars, fornicators, thieves, etc. So, Jesus Christ humbled himself and identified with sinners because he came to show the way and to reveal God's character. Well, he had every right to say, well, these people are sinners. You know, I need a special swimming pool. I can't be baptized with sinners. In fact, Jordan himself, you know, the meaning of Jordan himself is slightly funny. But Jesus came to identify in the same water with all those bad people to show the way. Humility. That how humble Jesus Christ was and is. Jesus Christ was 30 years old when he got baptized. That means nobody forced him. Nobody. No parent was behind forcing him to be baptized. Well, I tell our children that God knows no grandchildren. And I look at them, I say, well, I don't know if you are Christian, you have to debate one day yourself. Because God knows no grandchildren. Just because you are here now, you were born from parents who are Christians. But as we walk, it will become clear if you are Christians or not. You're not automatically saved. No. Jesus Christ was 30 and he decided to get baptized. So did Moses. When Moses became of age, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And he chose the people of God. Mature decision. John the Baptist refused to baptize Jesus Christ. This could illustrate the attitude of those who may discourage you in your desire to follow God or to be baptized. Under the disguise of some form of righteousness, people may hold you back and discourage you from your zeal to serve and to obey God. John the Baptist was a righteous man, and the things he was saying made sense. 
Jesus could have said, oh yes, you know, I'm the baptized, it's me who baptized the Holy Spirit, yeah, I'm baptized. No. So his counsel was right. But Jesus Christ's position reflected God's will. Aha. I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, but is that the will of God? Hmm. John the Baptist was right. But was that the will of God? No. Jesus Christ said the will of God is to fulfill his righteousness. His righteousness is that you should baptize everybody. Let's be careful with that. Let no one discourage you. Have you been walking with the Lord for some years? Continue. Don't be discouraged. Don't think it's now too hard. You know, I've seen it all. Lot of disappointment in churches. I've prayed, I'm tired. You know, one friend once told me that I no longer pray as before, but I'm confident because God is using the stock of my previous prayers. <laughs> now, hold on. In the zeal for Christ, obey to the end. To the end. We are not of those who withdraw themselves. No. We've known Jesus Christ. We are known by Him. We cling on to Him. In the ups and the down, we follow Jesus Christ. And we look beyond the grave because there is something called resurrection. Now, Jesus' answer was firm. Permitted to be so now. For that is fitting for us to fulfill the righteousness of God. And then what? Then Jesus came out of water. They came out of water. It wasn't water that sprinkled out of their head. No. They came out of water. They were, he was immersed. <coughs> just like we've seen here. The true Christian baptism. And then heavens were open, God was well pleased, and approved the Lord's act of obedience. God witnessed an approval. God approved that. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Do you hear that voice inside you? Do you realize that approval, what John Wesley called inward witness of the Holy Spirit. Does the Spirit witness inside you that you belong to God? Or you still, I'm not quite sure if I'm saved. Oh, he looks like, oh, I mean, one day I'm a Christian, I'm not quite sure. Or you have every day that witness inwardly of the Holy Spirit that you belong to Christ. Our sister read, I told you, from Psalm 89 verse 15, blessed are those who know the sound, the joyful sound, the trumpet will sound. Jesus Christ will come. He will only take those who have believed in him. This world is going to be destroyed. God will make a new earth and a new heaven. But in order to live in that new earth and new heaven, you must be born again. That's the idea of being born again. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Do you understand? 
first fruits, new creation for the new earth and new heaven. Because this world as we know it now is going to be thrown, destroyed. All the rebellious people will spend eternity with the devil in hell. No one will be able to accuse God. The time for salvation is today. Do not delay. Do not play with fire. It doesn't matter whether you're rich, poor, young, poor. We have young people here. They love Christ. They testify. We have all the generation here. They love God. We have rich people. We have high-level professionals among us. It doesn't make matter. It doesn't matter. Everyone can come to Christ. If you delay, you are responsible yourself. Do not accuse God. He's about making a decision for Christ. I'm not threatening anybody. I'm just telling you what I'm supposed to be telling you. The Lord blesses those who obey Him. In the New Testament baptism, baptism is a commandment requiring obedience. Baptism relates to salvation. It is a commitment before God. It's a triple witness before God and His angels, before the whole world, and before the devil and his army. John was praying for John Christopher. Was praying for the Lord to give strength to bear, to stand against temptation. Remember, Jesus Christ was baptized, he went to pray for today, for dinner, and was tempted. Keta said before she thought temptation was for other people because she was good. Because she could skillfully, naturally avoid temptation. But when she became a Christian, it was a different experience. <laughs> you have to fight. Mm. That is called the good fight of faith. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common. With every temptation, the Lord will give you a way out. Baptism today is still an act of obedience to God. It is an indication of our identification with Christ. It's an act of faith, not superstition or magic. We're not doing witchcraft here, no. Before getting baptized, one needs to repent from the sins before God. One needs to receive Jesus Christ as a personal Savior and Lord. One needs to commit to the Lord, who will then enable you by His Holy Spirit to begin to live in newness of life. His life in you. To have faith in God and to live by faith, trusting God every day. Baptism is a commandment from the Lord to every believer. So, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Amen. Thank you for your patience and for listening. I'm going to run now and over to Barry, who is going to lead the service right to the end for the Holy Supper and the rest. Thank you.